You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Hello and welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. I'm joined by Chris and Ray. How are y'all doing? Uh, tired. Tired. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm good. I, good. I've been energized from work this week, so yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so, I have not. No. no you but I work at the farm. Why energized? Uh, we did some training, um, and it's all around. Uh, so our company's really starting to embrace the, uh, it's called HOP, which is human and organization performance. Um, and the whole basis is to implement changes and to find out what you, how to improve your processes. You go to your employees and you ask them what they would change and what they would do. And you start implementing some of those small changes. Uh, but, um, a lot of it started around incidents. Like if there was an incident, um, the go-to is blame the worker because why don't you just follow the, follow the rules. Right. If you follow the rules, you're, it's fine. You'll be fine. Well, sometimes rules don't make sense. And sometimes the way we set things up are designed, engineered way away. And it's a, makes sense in this world. But when you actually put it into practice, it doesn't work that way. Yep. And the only way to learn and get better about it is how the people that are doing it all the time give you the, the way forward, right? The path forward. So, um, that's what the, a lot of the training was about. And so one way to do that is called a learning team. And so we have, uh, that's what the, the training was all about is, is performing a learning team and going through, uh, and asking those questions. And basically what my job is when we do these learning teams is, uh, you, you, you get to learn. You're, you're asking questions, but you're not trying to solve anything. You're just asking the questions to come out with what are the big things that are eating their lunch and how do we solve those? And so you come up with the solutions with the team. Um, so yeah, that's, it, it was, it's really good. It's all up my alley. I'm like, yes. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes. So the way a business should run. Yes. Yeah. Really? Basically. Yeah. Imagine that. So, um, well, this is our uh, this is our uh, media catch up episode, as I like to refer to it. So, uh, so we have our four things: what we've been watching, what we've been listening to, what we've been thinking about, and what we've been doing. Um, I guess we'll start with our normal, which is what what are we watching? Would anyone like to go first? I, I can't say how I enjoyed it. But okay, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I haven't seen it yet, so <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, it's an emotional roller coaster. That's what I've heard, and worth every watch. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out if there's any way I can watch it this weekend. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, just because Sunday is is Mother's Day, so uh, I don't. I don't really plan on taking the boys. If I was planning on taking the boys, that might actually work out because I'd be like, hey, you went three hours <laughs> house by yourself. <laughs> so, uh, quiet yeah. time. <laughs> so, who knows? I'll, uh, I'll have to figure out a time to go see it. Um, who, I mean, I, I can't imagine going to see it during the week, you know, with me still in work, but who knows? That may have to happen because the weekend after that, I have a, I have an event, so I'm trying. I'm like, man, I really uh, need to see this, but I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to see it. So, go during the week before it gets 
uh, spoiled for you. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, everyone else I know who who's seen it. Uh, 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 my fellow Ghostbusters, we had an event last weekend. Of course, that's when it premiered, and I had to I had to duck around some people. Then just was like, nope, nope, I haven't heard it, or I haven't seen it yet. So, um, yeah. Uh, Chris, what have you been watching? Uh, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Ooh, okay. Ah, uh, so um, in for those who don't know, been living under Rob Bridgerton is a saucy a Regency show on Netflix based on a series of books by the author Julia Quinn. And there's been two seasons so far. And because of the success of that, they did the spinoff. Um, so Bridgerton takes place during uh, King George III's rule. He was also known as Mad King George, um, which was in the late 18th century, right around the time of the American revolution. Um, uh, was it the American Revolution? Anyways, they were they were figuring their shit out. They're trying to annex themselves from Britain. Um, and it's about him and and marrying this princess named Princess Charlotte, who becomes Queen Charlotte. And in Bridgerton, they make her a black woman. And it's all about it's called the experiment, um, having this black princess. And then all of a sudden, all these people of color have lands and titles and what does that look like and things like that um which was really cool and it's also cool that prince uh, princess charlotte was actually a real person they had 15 kids uh yeah she's 17 when they got married um and had only known each other for six hours before they got married like she was specifically chosen for him because she came from this small province in Germany and didn't really know a lot about politics and things. So mm-hmm. she was supposed to be this perfect um, mate for him because she just didn't know anything, but that didn't turn out to be true. And so this is uh, King George and Queen Charlotte are actually the grandparents of Queen Victoria, who who that was their only grandchild <laughs> out of the 15 kids. Wow. The daughters didn't marry and if they did marry they couldn't have children and then all the sons were philanderers and had like dozens of illegitimate children that could never claim a throne mm-hmm. just just the one and it was princess victoria there we go anyways i just love it obviously been rambling uh it is it is a bit saucy uh not as much as the first season which was a lot um we all have to remember that these these women while they are women actresses the the characters are actually teenagers so it is a little a little weird but i have noticed that um shonda rhimes who um developed this has been definitely very intentional with making women the focal point of the pleasure so it's not all about what the men's you know how the men are feeling it is and it isn't but it's mostly female based and what i've noticed um particularly with this one is that um the actresses are more covered whereas the men are more naked like you get a whole back mm-hmm. <laughs> nude scene from the actor who plays King George. And then you, you see bare skin, but no, no body parts of the actress who played Queen Charlotte. So I noticed that she's moving into this intentional role of, of it being more female based, which is very interesting to watch. And okay, it's fair enough. I know Christy enjoyed the first season. I don't, I don't know if she ever finished the second season or not. There's some people who watched the first season were like, holy crap. Yeah. And then the second season's nothing like the first season in terms of its raunchy level. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it does, they don't even kiss till like the second last episode, which I preferred. I'm like, oh my god, okay, if I see like. There's got to be some plot here. We can't just keep seeing rolls in the hay. I can't do this. Otherwise, it's just, it's just I'm just watching software porn. <laughs> I need to shut my drapes. Like, I don't watch this in the middle of the day. There's There was very little story. Mm-hmm. The second season was much more storied, much more character development. I preferred that. And then the third season that's coming out, I think, later this year, um, will also be more character Game of Thrones was kind of like that too, where the the more seasons went on, the less <laughs> there was. Thank God, because that was a lot. Was... Oh yeah, those first several seasons were like uh, every episode. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it's hard too because there's some series that we would love uh, Quinn to watch, like The Witcher, and I'm like, dude, you can watch. I'm not watching. Can't you. watch it with you. I'm not watching it with you. Not the first season. Nope. <laughs> uh-uh. nope. Third. Yeah, okay. Not first. Not what are first. you watching, Eugene? Yes. Um, the thing that I was going to bring up is uh, so my boys and I just finished uh, bringing us completely up to date on Star Wars. We just finished The Bad Batch Season 2. Um, I I love watching – I mean, it is still it is still focused for children, um, but I love watching things that make them – ask questions and that's what this season is doing so in this season um uh order 66 has already happened and uh the empire is basically phasing out clones they're they're like you know they are they were accelerated in their growth and that means they're also accelerated in their aging and so uh the empire is is starting to rapidly pull them out of service and kind of just leaving them out there to hang. And there are, there's a senator at one point that is bringing up the question of, you know, we can't just not do anything for these soldiers. These soldiers, you know, fought for, you know, what was at the time the Republic and now the Empire. And, and you can't just, you can't just not take care of your soldiers whenever, you know, they're, they're no longer in battle. And, I'm just like, oh, my God, they're like addressing actual things. So it was, you know, it was it's been interesting talking to my boys about that, talking about how, the, you know, that is a real thing that happens in real life. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the story is good. The beginning of the season is definitely a little more kitty. And then as it goes on, it, it definitely gets a little more um, uh, a little more focused, a little more adult. Uh, but, yeah, and it it ended on a cliffhanger. And Nicholas hates cliffhangers, especially whenever it's. Dad, are they doing another season? I'm like, yep, they've announced another season. So they're working on it. They've announced another season. <laughs> so okay. I'm like, I have no idea when it's going to come out. And I haven't even tried to broach the thing about, well, there's this thing called a writer strike. So, mm-hmm. um, be a couple of years. Yeah. yeah it, it's me. I hope it is. I'll be honest with you. I hope it is. Um, because I do not, we don't need hero season two. Or Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen again, because those were things that were were accomplished. Yeah. Air quotes around that during yeah. the last writer strike and pretty. I mean, Transformers kept going as bad as it was, but that killed Heroes. That first season of Heroes was fantastic, and that oh, second season was brilliant. such garbage. Brilliant. Yeah, and then so, yeah, it just should have been. But um, yeah, it uh, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and in fact, I heard the other day on a podcast that. Um, they have the script written 
uh, all the scripts written and filed for and or season two. So technically they could start working on it. Okay. Uh, there is rumored that there might be a, um, um, I don't know if it was producers, but definitely director strike. Oh, uh, those tend to not last very long at all, but also in solidarity with, with the writers. Yeah. But, um, uh, the main thing is, is, uh, the, the guy who directed, and I can't remember his name, the guy who did, uh, Andor means he could feasibly go ahead and start, he could feasibly start shooting it, mm-hmm. but he would not be allowed to change anything. Yeah. And, you know, on set. And apparently he did quite a bit of that. And so they're like, he's probably going to be like, no, we'll wait. <laughs> Cause I want to tinker whenever I feel like I need to tinker. So. I know that there was uh, some discussion around Deadpool 3 and Ryan Reynolds wouldn't be able to ablib uh, based on this whole uh, writer's strike. So wait, I, I, good luck with that. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's how it was written. That's how I read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I understand the strike. I get that mm-hmm. they deserve what they deserve. Absolutely. Um, and it's about time that these multi-billion dollar companies uh, start paying their employees properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't leave it at that. Oh yeah. I'm totally in the, in the, in the court for the, the, the writers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're asking for anything out of balance by any means. I think everything that they're asking for is, is pretty on par. Um, uh, supposedly like uh, uh, the people who this is going to hurt the most are like Disney and HBO and stuff. And, uh, companies not like Netflix, on the other hand, because they were smart and have pulled, you know, they have diversified, you know, around the world. They could be like, well, well, maybe we'll just start putting in some more stuff from Japan or from Taiwan or which would be interesting if they start pushing additional stuff that actually has a good benefit to it. But on the other hand, they're also the 800 pound gorilla. So if they don't want to budge, there's not going to be any budging happening. So yeah. Yeah. it's. Court, it's funny because we're in such a different world since the last time it happened. I think the last time it happened was like 98, I think, is what they said, that we had a, a large rider strike in the U.S. And, um, you know, the other thing is just like there's these things called like YouTube and Twitch. And it's entirely possible to be like, well, there's nothing new on these stations. Let me see what's on there. And because I'll be on, I I finally have come to admit most of my watching of my watching of video stuff is YouTube now mm-hmm. because I usually watch at least a half hour, sometimes an hour, sometimes more yeah. while I'm at work, depending on what I'm doing. And when I'm at home, I watch maybe an episode of Seinfeld and maybe an episode of something else with the boys. So maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour at night, but definitely that just of YouTube. And cause you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. As long as you can find it. So, but yeah, so anyway, uh, so that's what we've been watching. Um, it's funny. This segment may start drying up here, <laughs> depending how things go. We'll have to see. Um, let's move on to what we've been listening to. Ray, what have you been listening to? So uh, I was going to say the book that we're listening to, but uh, no. Um, so I started a, a new podcast. Well, new to me podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny because it's true with Elise Myers. Um Lise Myers is a content creator, I yeah. guess the best way to put it, uh, that I've been following on Instagram for quite a while. I love her honesty. I love, like, she's she's going through pregnancy right now, and she's being totally honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've been talking, I've been listening to her uh, talk about her embarrassment stories through going through like that way. Um, and she's just, she's really interesting person to listen to because she is so honest about how she views the world. And um, she actually had uh, Rain Wilson on her podcast uh, last week, I think it was. Um, that was entertaining and how it all starts off is so she has ADHD and she hadn't taken her meds yet. And so then they started talking about um, her husband's gone off to, to go get the, uh, the pills for her and, and Rain Wilson made a comment about snorting it. And she said, well, actually you should like what they say to do is like the whole stick it up your butt, stick it up your butt part. And, and so now she, and she's like, so now she's actually on Instagram. She's reacting She's like, how is this happening? Why am I talking to Rain Wilson about sticking drugs on my ass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just went with it, though. He I went with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw so, that clip, and he just rolled with it. So, and and you know what? So it's it's just nice that, um, like, she's a really creative person, yeah, and she's, really, she's a beautiful singer. She's yeah. She's got some really nice stuff out there. Uh, but uh, I just I, I appreciate her honesty uh, in, in life. So Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Chris, what have you been listening to? Um, I also follow Elise Myers on Instagram and she, she's a cook. She's super cute. She's adorable. She's got a little son named August. Uh, she's not a fam- family content creator. She doesn't show her son nope. or anything like that because he's a toddler, but uh, it's been very interesting to hear her views on pregnancy because they were not mine when I was pregnant. And it's just interesting to hear another woman's view. We both were very uncomfortable in pregnancy, but for like different yeah. reasons. Um, anyway. I'm not listening to that. There's this podcast. <laughs> I've been listening to it um, for like a few months now. Um, and I originally followed um, her on YouTube because she's uh, a content creator, but she specifically with interior design. And I'm in my interior design phase right now. Her name is uh, Caroline Winkler. Um, not related to Henry Winkler. Um, and her and her friend from school, they grew up together. Um, her name is Jessica DeBakey and they have a podcast called not for everyone. And both of them are the same age. Um, they're in very different, not very different, but they're in different points of their life. They have very different viewpoints of the world. And it's just awesome to hear two women talk about life and be really honest and very giving. And it's hilarious because Carolyn's very negative, which is what I relate to. I'm a very pessimistic person by nature. I, I, the world is out to screw you. It's just a matter yeah. of when uh, and how badly. That's what I grew up with, and that's all I know. And then her friend Jessica is um, very optimistic, and she just loves everybody. She thinks it's all great, and she's a very positive, upbeat view of life. So they call it. Um, it's an existential podcast um, told from one lover and one hater. And they know they're not for everyone. And it's just, and neither of them have kids. None of them, neither of them are married. But it's just interesting how I, and I'm like 10 years older than they are, but I relate to them. I don't know. I, I just really appreciate their their honesty and their candor and their, they're smart. They're so smart. And it, it just makes me happy that um, there is this, whether we're given permission or not, women are like, you know, I'm just going to fucking tell you how it is. And we're all just going to put it out there. And if you like it, great. If you don't, that's cool too. But you know, it's time to just be 
just be truthful and be honest about it all. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be pretty and it doesn't have to be nice. Cause when we first, um, when social media first came out, we, we were adults, yeah. but we also didn't know what the hell we were doing. And we were just excited. We're like, look, it's a brand new shiny toy. Yep. yep. And I remember I was what, 25, 25. And I got on Facebook. And I wasn't quite pregnant with Quinn yet. And it was just like. Yeah. What a different world. Yeah. It was so different because it slowly just got more and more terrible. And yep. being a mom at that time, at the very beginning, it was great because that's how we got together with moms and stuff like that. But then you slowly start comparing the pictures and then people start getting judgy. And then everything's got to be polished. And everybody's got to say, anyway, so these women who are now who were teenagers when, when all that was starting and now women are are like no we're not we're not doing anything polished here we're saying all the things some of it their first episode i was like what am i listening to because they're talking about their kinks and i'm like i don't know i don't know what's oh. happening i don't want to do with any about that but it's such a safe space to just mm -hmm. say it and they have different segments one's called petty complaints I'm like i have a petty complaint it's so small, but it like bugs them. One of them, it's V-neck t-shirts on men. Like, I don't get it, but I hate them. I hate, oh yeah, no, that would be a, a huge no for one of them. Uh, the other, but a long sleeve crew neck, forget it. They're going to date you, like that kind of stuff. Um, huh. And then they have what a do's, which is like, um, like advice. Like, what would you do about this thing? And they have people submit questions and stuff and, they talk about their, well, one talks about their day and life, the other one talks about work life and family life and just what it's like to be an adult and have parents who have, you have one relationship with or a certain kind of relationship, adult siblings, what that's like. And so it's, it's on, and it's been helping me figure out who I am as a person, just listening to these other women just be honest about themselves mm -hmm. because I'm learning how to do that is figuring out who I am as a person and be honest about it and truthful and also in, um, intentional about it. The more I am, the more I'm going to fucking do it. So that's, that's what I've been doing. Nice. What happens is when you become more of yourself, it has a ripple effect where it basically gives permission to other people around you to be, to themselves, be more themselves too. Yeah. So yeah, that's what they're doing. And I like it. Nice. Um, I'm on. I'm, what's funny is, is I'm usually the person who's like talking about a podcast or a book or something that I'm listening to. I've actually been listening to a little bit of music. So hey, I don't go. remember if the last episode I talked about the Tetris movie. Loved it. It's fantastic on uh, Apple Plus. Um, I really enjoyed the music in it so that I've been going into the soundtrack for it. And some of the songs on it, it, it it's awesome. There are some songs that, um, uh, you know, traditional songs everyone knows, like um, um, the final countdown by Europe is on there. And, you know, it, it is it was in the trailer and everything else. Um, but like it has different versions of um, uh, holding out for a hero. There's a Japanese version. There's also a Russian version on here. And it's just interesting to kind of hear that. But the song that I've just kind of really gleaned onto, uh, and I don't even know how to say the group's name. It's a K-pop group. Uh, Aespa, Aespa uh hold on tight and it it uses a very um rocking version of the tetris theme in the background and i just 
I adore it. I think it's freaking awesome. And cool. I've been listening to that on and off. Um, the other thing is, is uh, I've added a few, there's a couple of things I've added to like some of the Ghostbuster mixes and stuff. Um, just, I've been doing a lot of events and stuff and usually in the background, if I'm working on a prop or something, uh, you know, kind of throw in that mix and have it going on in the background. So um, in particular, there's a, uh, let me pull it up real quick. It's, um, it's funny. The group is actually, it's, there was a Ghostbusters VR experience thing that happened, I think when 2016 came out. And in the commercial for it, this group uh, did a um, cover of Somebody's Watching Me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's kind of become part of, uh, con- you know, in context, on, in context for Ghostbusters or whatever. The name of the group is the Flux Capacitors. So that should tell you the type of music they're into and stuff. So uh, <clears throat> to the point, they actually announced the other day that they're doing a, um, they're doing a new theme song for Ghostbusters News. Uh, so that should be interesting. I'm kind of, kind of want to see what they're going to end up coming with that. So, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I've, I've actually been listening to a little music here and there whenever I'm not listening to a podcast or a book or, um, in fact, I just listened to another book and finished it. And the other credit that I have is, is Joseph's book. And I'm like, I don't want to read it yet. I'm not, it's not that I'm not looking forward to it. I just don't want to read it yet. And then, cause we still have a little bit of time before that episode. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want to forget what we're doing for then. So I'm going <laughs> to push it off a little bit further to see if I can, uh, well, you do read it double speed. So yes, <laughs> that book's only 10 and a half. So yeah, you got five hours of listening. So. And I didn't so see, I, I'd rip it through it in a day and I, I just got to make sure I can remember it. So I only have two and a half hours left. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I was the, the book that I was listening to actually is um uh Good Clean Fun by Nick Offerman and it's it's cool. talking about his shop or whatever and yeah I think it was only nine or ten hours so I think I finished it in a day. But yeah. it was it was good. It was interesting. It's it's kinda of funny on the last episode of the Marginally Geeky show, Sean was like, Nope, I think I'm done with Nick Offerman and I'm just like That's my next book is here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but it's not it's not political at all it's literally just him talking about life at the shop and yeah. uh, he does give people a lot of praise on other people so yeah. Uh, yeah including the people he works with uh other woodworkers and so um anyway so that's what we've been listening to uh ray what have you been thinking about um so when we were down we we just came back from a vacation uh down to Last florida week, yeah. um and while we were down there, uh, we got to go on, well, not go on. It was, uh, we got to walk through, uh, a pretty cool, uh, park, uh, amusement ride sort of thing. Uh, it was a walking tour called Poseidon's, uh, Fury. And the ride is now officially shut down indefinitely. It, it shut down it's, yesterday. No, indefinitely. It's closed. Yeah. It will no longer be available because they are renovating it. Yeah. It is, Completely wiping it out. So okay. uh, we're, we're one of the last few people, uh, I like to say anyway, uh, t- to go through it. Mm-hmm. I think the last time you could go through it was today or yesterday. It was yesterday. So, um, so there's rumors about what they're going to re- uh, renovate this area into. Um, I'm also thinking, so I've been thinking about that. but uh, And to tie it in with, so Universal is creating a third park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the epic universe it's going to have a, a whole bunch of cool things there's going to be like the nintendo world and a new um harry potter, harry potter section uh Fanta- fantastic beasts or something like that mm-hmm. um but 
one thing that Quinn and I, when we're walking through this world, what Poseidon's uh, adventure is in, uh, man, Zelda would be a really cool addition. And that wouldn't take too much to change that area into it. I think they could really make something fun out of that. So, mm-hmm. so I've been thinking about that and, and yeah, it's just fun stuff. I, I love amusement parks. I love, uh, I love the history of them and everything, but also what, what they could do and what could come. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to go visit that Nintendo park and, uh, oh, uh, Zelda park would be fantastic too. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. So, especially after watching the movie, it'd be fun mm-hmm. to, to actually walk into that world. So, yeah, yeah, we so we went to Florida, which does not have no. the, the it's not there yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it comes out in 2025, you have to go back. <laughs> Don't tell the kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Chris, what have you been thinking about? Um, what have I been thinking about? Um. Not a lot. A lot and not a lot, if that makes any sense. Because right now I'm really tired, so mm-hmm. there's not a lot, but any given <laughs> moment, it's a lot. It's everything. It's everything. Fair everyone. enough. Um, <laughs> just, well, I'll just piggyback on Ray when we went to Universal. It's, um, I think about why, because in general, like when we went to England, mm-hmm. I, it was almost the moment we got off the plane and into England. I was like, there's some, there's something happened to me. I'm like, I, it's odd. I feel very at home here. And there's this whole theory that DNA has memory, right? Like that, that, that whole, that whole line of thinking. And it's never happened before or since. And when we were down in Florida, um, it's nice. This is our, Oh, it was a great vacation. That was my fourth time going ever in my whole life. Uh, The third time with the kids. And I like it. I enjoy it. But there's something about it. I don't feel like I'm at home. I don't feel like I live there. I love going. It's very fun. But it's a novel thing. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm ready to go. Um, And then when we walk through the, uh, the main part of Universal and I walk into Diagon Alley, there's something happens and it's the same thing. And I think it's because it reminds me of England. And I just, I could just stand there literally all day and just walk, just do, just do the circle, just do the circle and go through all the little nooks and crannies and walk in all the stores and drink my lemonade and all that kind of stuff and watch the little performance shows <laughs> and stuff and watch the dinosaur, or not the dinosaur, the, the dragon, dragon belt every 10 minutes and watch everybody go Ooh, and stuff because that's fun. Um, but yeah, so when we were leaving, I felt sad, but it was also nice because I got to be in England again. And when we were, again, when we were at our condo in Florida, the whole thing was like, this is nice, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready to go home. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting how, where when we were in England, it was like, how can we live here? <laughs> like, how does this happen? Because there was just everywhere we went, minus a few places. Like, because when we went down to Folkestone, there's a big chunk of Folkestone. Oh, yeah, which was, no, it's not, not, it's, not Folkestone. It's yeah. ugly. It's but you get past that point, and it's super cool and quirky, and I get why people go there. But when we were going to Canterbury and all the different oh, yeah. boroughs yeah. of London, it was just like, 
No, like, but seriously, how yeah. do you how do you move here? Because it was, I don't know, there was just, and we both felt it. And yeah. There was just something about it, but we haven't felt it since. And it was, it's just interesting that you go on vacation and it's fun and it's novel, but you're ready to come home, and that's what it was like for here. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so unless you're in Diagon Alley. Unless I'm in Diagon Alley. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I'm good. I could good. be I could be here. And I then they went on every they wanted to go on the mummy ride. I did not want to go on the mummy ride. And I'm like, I'll meet you guys there. I'm gonna get myself a drink and I'll get Quinn a drink because we wanted our last Harry Potter drink. And um they and because it was a half hour wait for them. I'm like, I'll meet you there, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there all by myself and I'm just like I could I could just be here by myself and just walk into it. And I was walking around the park by myself and I watched a couple of street shows and the and the construction drummers just holding the drinks like this. And just like really, really happy to just wander around, be there by myself. And it was it was yeah. really cool. I could I could wander around Universal by myself and probably be pretty <laughs> friggin' happy about oh, yeah. it, yeah. which is which is good for me because my that means for me that I've been working on my anxiety and I felt safe where I was and I wasn't concerned about not being able to find Ray and the kids mm-hmm. and there wasn't any stress about that, which is which is nice and it, part of it is because of how old the kids are and I'm not. Well, yeah, and I was gonna say. Um... The, the, it was nice. The kids wanted to go on a ride that we didn't want to. And so like, we, we said, you guys go to that side of the park. It's fine. It's on the other side. You're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. fine. You go. You know where we are. We're right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see when you get back. And and we did. And yeah. we waited. And they were a little bit longer than what they thought they would be. And that's fine. It was, mm-hmm. it was really good. Um, the Mummy, though, we got to do a backstage tour. Oh, yeah. At the Mummy. Yeah. If you ever go... Ask for a backstage tour if you, with one of the people with the radios. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they can, they'll mm-hmm. take you through areas that you can't normally see. And it's totally free. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll they'll give you um, information and stuff about the, 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 park, the, the park ride, the uh, how it works, what's going on, all that fun stuff. And, uh, and then if they are able to, they'll get you into the fast lane as well. And again, it's all for free. It's all fun. Not every yeah. ride has it, yeah, and there's no. no set times. Like it's just an arbitrary. You walk up to somebody with the mic, and you just say, "It's a, it's a crapshoot." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can can we get a backseat tour? So mm-hmm. we did that for the Mummy, yeah. Men in Black, which was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Because it was literally like you walk into the Men in Black ride, and you go up on this boardwalk kind of thing, and down in this pit is the office. Right. Yeah. So you can see obviously they have the big aliens there at the little computer and there's some desks and stuff. And then you yeah. go over the ride. Well, all the backstage tour is, is you just go into that pit and you get to like sit and touch everything. Yeah. You sit in the chairs or you go and you act like you're typing away and working yeah. at MIB and sit in the uh, chair. And then, and then yeah. the, your, your tour guide. tour guide will give uh, pictures or take, get, pictures. take pictures of you in front of the aliens and yeah, yeah it's, that was it. it's fun and then we got but, uh, backstage tour on Green Gods which wasn't really a tour so much as you just got to go into the express lane well yeah so the the person did apologize he yeah. said that uh, it, it got a little bit busier than they were than they yeah, were hoping and so uh, he had to, he had to leave but um, he said normally I would travel down through this way but he did give us like okay you go this is this this is that and kind of talk a little bit more about some stuff so yeah, yeah. But uh, the Mummy was probably my favorite tour. So 
Yeah. We're still coming down off this vacation. Huh? A little bit. I had a, vaca- <laughs> I had a vacation hangover. That's the other thing I was thinking about. Because la- this past week, I'm just like, it was especially last week. I'm just like, I cannot get back into the group of things. I can't. I can't get yeah. back. What is wrong? I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. I'm like being schlumpy. And then it's like, I have a vacation hangover. This has never happened before. I've never, I'm not the type of person. I feel very blessed to say this. I don't need a vacation for my life. I I'm not somebody who's like, oh, everything will be better once we, once I go on a sticky, I'm not mm-hmm. like, I'm not that person. And so I've never experienced a vacation hangover until this one where I'm just like, I just, I'm done. Why am I cranky? Why is everything crap? <laughs> <laughs> I literally laid down on the kitchen floor. Like I was just like, I'm done. I don't know what else to do. I'm laying down on the floor. And then he laid down beside me and we just kind of chilled I just there. like, all right, I'm just you know, did the soft kitty warm, just <laughs> pet me, make sure I'm okay. And, and then uh, I think I went and got dinner after You that. got dinner because I didn't want to make dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I have no energy. I don't want to do it. And yeah, it was the vacation hangover. Oh, we'll get dinner. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first. <laughs> Good husband. <laughs> um, it's funny that you're talking about moving to, you know, one of these places like England or uh, or um, uh, Diagon Alley. Um, that's actually what I'm talking. I've been thinking about. So, uh, Christy likes to spend the evenings in her spare time house hunting, imaginary house hunting, and. Um, our current plan is that to Ontario <laughs> in about three years, um, moving to hopefully what we, what we're considering our, our final home, our retirement home, essentially. Um, the main reason we, we love our house. We love our current house. Uh, and, and in all honesty, we're not ready to leave this house yet. That being said, she would really like at least one more bedroom so that we would have an extra bedroom so that if someone wanted to come visit, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we do have it situated so that like when her younger brother came to visit, it was like, well, one of the boys has to, you know, sleep in the other bedroom, you know, sleep with his brother and, you know, so we can, we can handle it, you know, uh, if, if that happens or whatever. Uh, but we need either a third, third, gar- uh, third garage or I need a place for a shop. So that, those are really the, the two big things. We would like it to be, more open than what our house is now. There is a little bit of a division between the kitchen and the living area, and we'd love it to just be one big giant area just so that that's how yeah. we – when we do entertain or have people over, that's just kind of how we, we hang out. So um, that being said, so like I said, she'll occasionally send me houses, and she's like, look at this one. I'm just like, oh, that's cute. How much? Oh, $1.5 million. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, jeez. Um, she's being realistic. Re- being re- yeah, really <laughs> realistic. And uh, anyway, she sends me one last week, week before, and it literally was almost everything we're looking for. And the price was not bad. And she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm going to contact my friend who's a realtor and just, just see what she says. Just see what information she can get. And within like the next day, there was already like five or six bids on this house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so needless to say, we weren't going to move in there. The other thing is, is, uh, like one of my other little, um, stipulations I may have to bend on, we'll have to say is I do not want an HOA, okay. uh, homeowners association. Um, uh, uh, John Oliver actually did a thing on uh, homeowners associations uh, a few weeks ago, and 
they should flat out be illegal. Some of the shit they can do. Like <clears throat> there was one in Texas that uh, this woman got sick, got behind on her dues. They ended up piling on a bunch of late fees and the, the HOA foreclosed on her house and then bought it from her. And I'm just like, that cannot be legal, no. but it is. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so I was like going through the HOA on this and I was like, Christy, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to move there anyway, because like one of the things it says is four animals max. I'm like, so who are we getting rid of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just some other little things, but she was talking to, she, she's been looking at, uh, some other builders and stuff here locally. And she was talking to a guy now granted, who knows, you know, it's a salesman. So who knows what, you know, but he's like, you know, the market is not, doesn't seem like it's going back. And it looks like this is kind of the new norm. He's like, you know, I, I know when we built our house, this, you could consider our, our current house a starter house. Um, it was just under $150,000. Now, if anyone's listening to this and it's just like, it's what? Uh, yes, I live in a part of Texas that is extremely affordable to live in, which is one of the reasons I live here. But, um, since COVID, a starter house in the same location, roughly about the same size, is now a hundred thousand dollars more. It's now uh-huh. 250. That's uh-huh. like what a starter is. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's still dropping the bucket compared to a lot of places in, you know, in the country. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But anyway. Um, thinking about that and the fact that we're not making extra house payments right now, so I'm just making the normal payment. It's like, well, I want to retire in about 11 years. Mm-hmm. If we did move sooner than later, then that means the payments that I'd be making wouldn't be on this house, making a little dent. Instead, I'd be making them on my final house and may still be a little dent, but at least it would be towards the final house. So anyway, um, we're not making any hard plans right now, but it is definitely something that, um, she's looking a little more realistic Mm -hmm. instead of the, you know, million plus dollar houses. And I'm $150 million house. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually entertaining the idea. Like I said, we don't, neither one of us want to move, but it's one of those things. It's like, if, if serendipity hits and we did happen to find just the right thing and it was the right price, mm-hmm. we might be foolish not to go ahead and jump on it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, because, I mean, it gives me a headache just thinking, like, well, then we'd have to – we'd either have to build this house or we'd have, to, we'd have to buy it and then we have to sell our current house and then we have to move and blah, blah, blah. blah and I'm just like, I don't want to do any of that shit. <laughs> but anyway – um. But no, so that is something that has entered my mind. And like I said, you know, for the longest time, it was, this is the date. This is what we're shooting for. And now it's like, oh, maybe the date's a little more flexible. So mm-hmm. something that I'm kind of keeping in the back of my mind now. And, uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. So we'll see. Uh, believe me, I'll, I'll let y'all know if I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so funny thing. <laughs> in Ontario. Yeah, no, <laughs> I have to finish working for the school district first to get my full retirement, dude. <laughs> I'm so, um, I forgive you. Anyway, um, so let's talk about what we're doing. Uh, Ray, what have you been, what have you been doing? Well, Chris kind of hinted on this one, and I am recovering. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, there was a long drive back. He drove um, the entire time. Mostly because he loves it, 
I do. Also, he's a terrible passenger because on on yeah. account of the ADHD, <laughs> it's a lot of touching of stuff. Mm-hmm. Very distracting to watch as a driver. Where when I'm driving, I, I I'm able to focus because there's so much happening around me that I'm able to. Okay, this is that. There's that, and like it, it helps. I don't zone out. No, I focus, and and so driving to me is a, is really nice. Yeah, uh, I enjoy it. Um, but uh, that last bit home was like okay. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. The border went really well. I yes. think we were only in yeah. line for maybe ten minutes. So yeah. yeah Twenty, I think. No, but, I don't think we were in line for that long. Yeah. So got home at a decent time, and then. Um, yeah, we've been recovering. We've been uh, trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, I had two days of work last week, and then I've uh, had three this week. This week was reinvigorating at work. Like the, like I said, the whole training thing was been, has been mm-hmm. fantastic. But the other thing that I'm doing, just because it's still fun to do, is checking the wait times at Universal Studios and being like, oh, it's only a five-minute wait here. Oh, that's 25. Oh, this is a bad day. That's a four-hour a four wait. Unless, <laughs> well, I didn't see four hours, but it was like – there was a there was over a 200 minute wait at one point, but it was wow. <laughs> he did this the last time we were we oh, yeah. came home from Universal and for it like la- six months. Yeah, it was, it was for a long time that he kept checking the wait times. That's I, funny. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I love. So I kind of evaluate how I did with selecting my timeline. For mm-hmm. I didn't do great this time around. See, he says that, and I think it was awesome. Only because I'm looking at wait times now, and and I'm like, oh fuck, this week would have been better because this is only, and this is only. Did you compare it only, to the weather? Uh, it's similar weather to what we had. More uh, rain. The the only change that I would do is I would go to. Uh, uh, I'd like to go in January or or at the very like beginning of February. That's when I'd like to go because mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to look at. Universal and all that stuff around Christmas time. So, uh, but I know January and February are more their slower times. So that's why I'm suggesting that. They would be, uh, I mean, I went to the only time I've ever been to, uh, uh, Disney World was at Christmas time and you're definitely still walking around in shorts and everything else. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's warm enough, but it's definitely not deadly. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like winter. I like being cold. Yeah. Being hot is like anxiety inducing for me. It's well, but it but it's not hot. It was hot uh, when we were there. Well listen, it you and, and, and the January. mistress can go All right. to freaking university. I'll let her know. Yeah. <laughs> uh Chris, what have you been doing? Um so besides recovering. Besides recovering and trying to figure out what the hell's happened to me. Um also Logan's been off this week, sick. Um, so she's been just a cold. She's just, it's just a cold. Yeah. She tested for COVID and she's fine, uh, that way. So she's had a cold. So she's been doing her school online and stuff, which has been interesting to watch her be both sick, feel guilty for having two weeks off. And they had a PD day last week. So she was only at school for a day, two days. Mm -hmm. And then now this week she's been off so far and she's probably not going to school tomorrow. Um, so that's been interesting to watch her toil with all of these things. I'm like, yeah. And exams are coming up next month. And it's just, and, and her teachers are loading her with research projects. And, and it's just like, nothing, nothing's changed. It's still, I, yeah, it's a very familiar thing you're going through, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last two days, I've been gardening my butt off. And I'm very tired. I'm so out of shape. Oh. 
we're, we've got these weird little spots of lawn that serve no purpose. And it's just like, like two passes of the lawnmower. Like, why is this yard here? Cause there's a garden right next to it. Why am I? And then a pathway. What's the point of this shard of lawn? So I've been trying to slowly kill the grass. And then I bought like, <laughs> I did, I bought 24 bags of mulch. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So hopefully that works and it kills it. I think it'll do like 90% of the job and then I'll just have to do maintenance and stuff on it. But yeah, this it's, I've had full plans on Quinn helping me. No, I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to do it now. Cause we're also having family over on uh, Friday and my mom's a big gardener. Like she's actually very, very good at it. She's a very talented gardener. So, you know, you have the talented gardener coming over to your house. You better. The judgmental talented. Gardener. She's, she's judgy. However, it's not her yard, so it's fine. I really don't care. <laughs> look, Mom, look what I did. See, I did things. You know, I can grow crap. She's amazing at it, though. Like, she's got a real talent for it. Um, so we're trying to get that done before that happens and everything. So doing a lot of physical stuff the last couple of days when you're trying to hang, you recover from an emotional draining experience good experience but like emotionally draining is apparently makes you really really tired yeah <laughs> each of us had a day down there except for quinn quinn was great that kid quinn, quinn was that kid time. got to do what he wanted to yeah. do except found on the last day he didn't get to go on the velocity coaster found out that he really enjoyed roller coasters which is great i'm on the end yeah, yeah. That she really doesn't she want does to not. roller coasters fair enough uh and then and then you had a day, Logan had a day, and then... Oh, meaning a day, meaning we each had a meltdown. Uh, <laughs> and then my final day, I, it was Saturday, and I was done with... I was done with the rudeness. If I'm standing in line, don't cut me off. Don't cut in front of me. Don't be a So, and this was at the supermarket. Like. Mm-hmm. We're at Publix. We're at Publix, and I'm waiting in line because Quinn wanted uh, a sub, and um, I wanted the there's a chicken that I wanted. So I went and I stood in the line for the chicken area, and nobody was serving that area. So I went and stood in line with Quinn in the sub in the sandwiches area. We go through, and this guy and his wife cut everybody off, and the guy starts ordering sub after sub after sub. And, and like gets on the phone and was like, what do you want on it? And, and I'm like, how did you get in front of all of us? You, you came up after we were here. I had to walk away essentially. I was the, fuming. The mood that was rolling off this man. I, I was fuming. Away. If I was in my own country, I would have said something. I was not in my own country. So I stayed quiet. So I'm fuming. Uh, finally they leave and Quinn orders his sub. And I said, and I just want two of those pieces of chicken. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, this is the subline. You're you're gonna have to wait over there and and wait for somebody to help you out. And now there's a line over that way. I'm like, which pisses me off because the people that were too ahead of me got the pieces of that I wanted. And I'm like, mother. <laughs> so I was done. Yeah, sounds like it. I would have been too. <laughs> yeah, we were we were all a little a little uh, had our moments. Yeah. except for Quinn. Although I'm sure Quinn did, but he's yeah, not. Yeah, he's internal. He's, a, he's an internal dude, not an external dude. So we would never really know. Oh, you know was. what? You know what? I feel for him. He did have a bit. 
He had a panic moment. Uh, he he bought a necklace. Oh, he did. And somewhere in Ohio or Kentucky, it fell into his pocket. And it's gone. He spent his money on He got it in the Jurassic Park gift shop. And it so was it's like his claw holding out his marble. And, mm-hmm. Really cool. But he wouldn't wear it. He just wanted to look at yeah. it. So he kept it in his pocket. And yeah, he, he still gone. looked for it for like yeah. the whole week we were home trying to. Maybe he lost it in the car. So yeah. Do a double take when he was getting out of the car for school. And yeah, so I've gone through all of the Universal Studios stores. I can't find it online at all. I was going to call down and say, hey, or message them at least and say, hey, I'm looking to buy another one of these. My son lost it. And we were just down there and blah, blah, blah. If that doesn't work, I'll find him a substitute. But yeah. I, think, I think my next part will be reaching out in, into Universal Studios uh, and just ask about where can I buy this from your stores because it's not online. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, uh, your other option would be uh, reach out to Lainey and see if she has anyone that's going to Universal anytime soon and wouldn't mind picking one up for you. So. Bad idea oh, either. Oh, yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> ask Lainey. Yes, ask Lainey about Dinosaur. Uh, no, that could go really badly. Uh, <laughs> be like, all right, well, I'll tell you. Um uh, what have I been doing? I have been, it's the, we have 11 days left of school uh, before they get out. Uh, I've been going through state testing. There's still more testing going on. And while that's going on, um, there's a lot of preparation. And I've got, like, inventory I have to do. And there's updates I have to do. But inventory and updates can't happen during testing. So once testing is up and running i don't have anything to do and so it's a lot of if you've ever heard the term especially if you've ever been in the military you know the term hurry up and wait um that's what i've been doing so while i've been hurrying up and waiting i've been working on projects and i have knocked out multiple prop things and i'm really energized right now because some of the stuff i'm working on has turned out really cool and um uh so uh um the one this german group made this it's an hour-long looping video and i'll talk more about this on the next episode but made this looping video of vigo from the second ghostbusters movie and i saw it and i was like man that would be really cool if we had a tv we could put that on yep one of my group members donated a tv one of my group members built the frame and i built the stand and the little box that i bought for it uh lets you actually hook up a trigger mechanism so we have two different things going. We have Vigo going, and he goes through his whole spiel. Or I have it hooked up now to a uh, switch so that he'll do his little smirk thing, and then you know goes back to the rest of the video. Uh, the other thing I looked at is uh, I created a one-way mirror that goes on the front of it and loops this whole black video. But then when you trigger it, it looks like ghosts like, trying to claw their way through the mirror a la uh, answer the call. And we got to take that to an event this last weekend, and it was a blast. We had a lot of fun with it. Also, did manage to kind of freak out a little girl, but she was okay. Uh, <laughs> once she got to hold her proton pack and, and got to wear it and everything, she was cool with that. But, um, yeah, I've actually got to work on a lot of projects, and I'm kind of energized right now because I'm actually knocking through some stuff. So who knows? Whenever, um, whenever we do our next episode here in a month, I may actually have quite a bit of things done on my to-do list. So. But we'll see. Um, yeah, just just energized working on projects and getting stuff done. Um, uh, uh, the Circle City Ghostbusters actually posted a picture the other day 
Um, if you remember from um, Afterlife, whenever uh, Paul Rudd's character is in the in the Walmart, there's some of the little mini puffs that are on a, a Roomba. They took a Roomba and put some mini puffs on it and had it at their con. And I'm just like, so did you, is it just a Roomba and you just let it kind of go? They're like, no, we gutted it and put an RC car in it. And I'm just like, does anyone, does anyone in the group have an, a, a Roomba they're willing to give up? And sure enough, we have someone doing it. So uh, awesome. we may have a new fun thing to do at, uh, at a con whenever it gets a little on the, on the quiet side. We may have to chase a Roomba around with some little mini puffs on it. So that could be a lot of fun. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we're 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 trying to get a lot of interactive, more interactive, more, um, it, you know, interesting little things like that going at our booth and stuff. Because the more people we can pull in, more money we can usually pull in for our charity and stuff. Like we raised one hundred fifty dollars at this this uh, uh, for four hours. I didn't think it was bad, especially considering it was a uh, it was a uh, free comic book day. Um, oh. I, I, really well. So um, great. I'm, I'm hoping our next couple of events will be somewhere around that ballpark. Uh, there's some bigger cons. We're still there's one in particular we're really trying to get into, and if we do, I have a feeling we will clean up at because these the people walking around are a dollar. Yeah, I can give a dollar. I just spent fifty dollars on this comic book or this one hundred fifty dollars on this whatever. I can give you a dollar. That's not a problem. Uh, so yeah, we tend to do pretty well at cons. So, uh, but yeah, we we you know just. Just you know, I kind of got some momentum and I'm rolling with it. So, but oh, of well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, Google Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to the show, you can find us at epiclygeeky.com, where you can find the rest of our shows, including the Epically Geeky Show, the Marginally Geeky Show, and the Sustainably Geeky Show. We're not very active on the socials, even though I've been doing like triple time with the Ghostbuster stuff. But still, you can find us at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram when I post, which is very rare. Very I'm rare. On the socials. No, I got I, I would like to post a little bit more, um, and then I have, I have ideas about what uh, you and I have talked about uh, socials for our, our stuff as well. But um, yeah, I, I got I'd like to work on that too. So we'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me tell you, I I literally sat down and planned out a month of daily posts for Ghostbuster stuff, it's a lot easier when you actually have stuff to post with. Let me yeah. just tell you. Uh, yeah. Whenever you're like scratching your head going, what can I talk about? What can I go over? It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you've got a plethora of pictures from, you know, an event or whatever, it's just like, I just put up nine pictures from this event and I still got nine more for, nine more for tomorrow. I can just keep going. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so it's, it's been kind of fun. Chris, where can we find you online? On Instagram at Moody Midlife. She posts one maybe. <laughs> I do. True. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network.